This is the MIBTOnline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at MIBTOnline.com. Now, here's the show. Tim Kiefer, MIBTOnline.com. This is our off-season football meeting for May, May 20th, 2020. I'm Tim Kiefer. Like I said, I welcome you to the uh, our, our stream here. It seems like everybody now is streaming. We got Zoom meetings, you got any meetings, go to meetings, you got uh, Cisco WebExes, but nothing is like this. This is this look at this. We got we got studio, we got like a television broadcast type thing. We can bring people in, bring them out. It's not just a little thing in the corner. This is how we've been doing this for almost two well, almost a full two years going coming. We're gonna start our third year here at MIBTonline.com. So, like I said, I'm Tim Kiefer. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate appreciate all the support. We're going to continue to try to educate you in football and adding more sports. And we'll get to that in just a second. But I'm excited to be here. I know everybody else is excited to be here. So let's run through our agenda real quick so we can kind of let everybody know what we're going to be doing tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. So um, so our off-season meeting, like I said, are number five. So now this is our agenda. So we're going to have some announcements. We're going to do the play of the month for, for April. We're going to go back to that and talk a bit about that. Then game management tonight. We're gonna really kind of dive into some game management issues. And then we'll have, we'll finish things off with our play of the month for this month and the poll that will be associated with it. So um, some of our announcements, social media. If you're out there watching, please, please, please like our Facebook page. We just started this about a couple months ago, but it's there, that social media thing. That's kind of how you gotta get out the, get out the word. So, I mean, we've gotten a lot of follows in the last month, let's add that. Do me a favor, if you do follow it, like it, it gives you the option to share with your friends, share with all your officiating friends. We would love to have more people so that way they can understand what's going on. Like I said, we're doing these live streaming events. We've got the open mics, we've got the meetings here. It's gonna be free pretty much all the way through the month of July and then we'll see where, where we're at. Don't forget Twitter, that's where we do our polls, officially speak. And we also have our YouTube channel. You can follow us on YouTube. Uh, we also stream, we're streaming live there now. So some people are seeing that, so that's great. But uh, those are our social media. We're going to probably do some more LinkedIn stuff as we continue to, to move on through. So um, our next uh, our thing is our, our membership. Don't forget, if you're watching for free, if you're a member, thank you so much. We love our members. Appreciate that. $39 for a basic membership, $59. You get insurance. You get liability insurance up to a million dollars. $10,000 supplemental medical for any sport you officiate. That's the great thing. It doesn't just have to be football. It can be any sport. Money's high school football officiating best practices video. If you're a member, you get the streaming version. It's all there, ready to go. If not, you want it, refereedvd.com. You don't have to buy a DVD. We got, you can buy a streaming version or you can rent a streaming version or you can get a flash drive. So go check that out. Um, I, I, I encourage everybody to do that because it's a great product. So some more announcements. We've got uh, our next football meeting, June 17th, right here, MIBTOnline.com. We also have some basketball clinics coming up, May 31st, June 1st. We are adding basketball. How cool is that? We're going to be adding basketball to the, to the list here. We're going to be a basketball association. We're going to have basketball meetings in the fall. So if you are a multi-sport official, you do football and basketball, bam. Be sure to join us May 31st, June 1st. Now, if you're a member, you can go watch the basketball clinics. If not, there is a slight fee. And especially if you're in Illinois, you can get a certified clinic credit if you're an Illinois official. How about it? So let's bring in the panel. Now it's time to bring everybody in. And I appreciate it. We got the, we got the, the gang back tonight. We got the normal panel with us. Let's start out with uh, Stan Brown. Let's see. Hopefully Stan is up. Stan Brown from Alabama. Stan, how are you doing tonight? Uh, we're good, Tim. Uh, weather is uh, nice. The heat and humidity is beginning to brew up, so uh, everything is good. We're uh, just bracing for and hoping for that uh, we can get a football season started off this year. I think I think everybody is. So uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in Illinois. I don't think a lot of people know what's going to happen across the country. But the fact that everybody is here still learning because you just never know when it might be. So we also have Mike Billica. Mike Billica is with us. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Oh, it's, it, 
it's been a great day. It's, um, it's, you know, I'm a teacher and distance learning students trying to graduate in a motorcade. It's, it's been craziness, but you know, we're doing well here at the house and uh, looking forward to hopefully a football season, just like Stan said. Yeah, I think we're, we're all looking forward to that. Hopefully we're going to bring in the ESP, ESPN analyst, uh, he was a national championship referee. You know him, you love him. We just talked about him. He's got a DVD and a video named after him. His name is Bill Amanye, and there he is. Bill, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, you mentioned all these online clinics. I think in the last month or so, last six weeks, uh, between the ones I've done in Europe, uh, Mexico, all, a couple here in the U.S., it's like I don't know what time zone I'm in. It's as bad as traveling, you know, to do them. But uh, – and I'm happy to see that you're expanding into the basketball realm. You know, I did basketball for eight years. Then I passed the sanity test, and I, I wasn't qualified to do it anymore. But, but I, I might tune into a couple of those just to see, you know. Should be, it should be fun. I'm actually – you're not going to see me. We got, we're bringing in other people to run the basketball stuff. I'll be over where Alex is. And we, we, we have Alex as our, running our show tonight. He's over there. But before I say hi to Alex, we're going to say hi to Robert Yabara, who's monitoring the chat. Robert's monitoring everything. He'll be answering your questions. And, Robert, how are, how are you doing today? I'm excited. I wore my IHSA shirt with the attitude – Exposed. The A stands for attitude. I got an attitude to learn. I don't know what uh, Stan Brown's B stood on his uh, cap, but I'm hoping it's for Bravo or Brilliance. <laughs> there you go. Bama. Alabama. There you go. Stan. So, so we're we're at, uh, we're at off season meeting number five, and we're going to start things off right away with our our poll question that we had from last month. So. We'll go wide on the video, and we'll show the video, and then we'll give we'll give the results of the poll. So. We'll go to wide on the video, and so here it is. So this was a, a pre-snap question, and it was about whether it was an illegal shift, ball start, or illegal play. So we're going to run this. We're going to run this play out, and you're going to see things are moving around, and the ball is snapped. And you're going to see once again. Here we go. Is everybody set? And we can go frame by frame. I'll, I'll give you one more shot at it. You're on the line. We don't get frame by frame. If you're a line of scrimmage official, look at this as if you're the headlinesman or the line judge. You've got to make a determination. Do we got them? Is everybody set or is this, we've got something else? So that was our play. So here are the results. We had 41 votes. Would have liked to have seen a few more votes, um, but uh, it was great to have those 41 people participate. 24% had this as a false start. 27% had this as an illegal shift, but 49% came in with a legal play. So I want to go back to it. We're going to go back to the video and we're going to look because if you see this, it's one of those where if I have to go frame by frame, for, you know, still by still, there's a good chance that it's illegal. And remember, everybody's just got to be set for a second. And if you look at where the ball is, everybody looks to be set just for a split second, you know, just for a split second. Now, what ends up happening is the players on the bottom don't move. So it gives us the optical illusion that maybe something was illegal here, but I don't think there was. I think it was, it was just everybody got there and they were kind of discombobulated at first, but if we've got to split the hairs, then we're going to probably go with this as being a legal play because like we've said before, funky is not a foul. And this does look a little funky because people don't move, but as long as, long as they have met the requirements and have paused for a second, and, and a second is really a moment. You know, we, we try to define it as, as a moment. I'm going to throw things to, to Bill. Bill, you, you had a chance to look at this, I'm sure, during the week, and you saw it last uh, month. You know, we talk about Funky's not a foul. When you see a, a formation like this and you see everybody kind of moving around, we have to, like, take a second to slow it down to make sure that we're just not calling something because it looks weird. Yeah, and you had a great point there about the fact that if some people are still stationary after the snap, it gives a deception that, well, the ball wasn't snapped yet. So we have to be careful with that. You have to see the whole thing. If it, uh, right, we had a play like that a couple of years ago in a game at the end of the game, and there was a question whether whether it was a false start or not. It would have involved a 10-second runoff to end the game. Um, and when we actually did the timing of it for how long they were set, where you could put it in a computer and do it start to finish, the – 
offense was set for eight tenths of a second. And when we gave the, the play was reviewed by by Rogers Reddings, and Rogers said that you know eight tenths of a second, if you had an eighty cent deduction to the IRS, they'd round it up to a dollar, and if you had a forty nine cent or less, you wouldn't get the deduction. So he said, if it's good enough for the IRS, say it goes up to one, it's good enough for the NCAA. So you don't want to nitpick this one. You better make sure they're not set. Uh, be be one hundred and fifty percent sure. No, I think I, w- I would agree with that. You know, you want to have that that hundred percent because we don't want to. We'd rather miss something like this instead of create a file that that didn't exist. Um, I yeah, would... and you're not a human. You're not a human stopwatch. You know, you have to do this based on what you feel a, a one second count is. So you know, don't don't try and be too perfect with this one. No, I would, I would agree. And so I've got a, a similar play on that's, that's kind of having to do with was somebody set or, or moving forward or not. And this is one of those, I think it does go into that philosophy realm. You know, how do we want to handle a play like this? So we'll go to the video. We're going to go wide on this play. And this is a different play. But I want you to focus in on the right guard. So if you were the headlinesman at the top of the screen, this is going to be pretty much in your wheelhouse. Maybe as an umpire. Maybe if you're looking, you want to look at this as a kind of an umpire as well. But focus in on the right guard. Um, or it might even be the right tackle. It's actually the right tackle. We're going to, no, I guess it is the right guard. They got some splits here. So we're going to focus in on this this player right here. So you'll see the, I want you to just keep watching. You know, the, the quarterback is changing the play and just keep watching that right guard. And now the right guard goes down. I don't know if you saw that. He put his hand down just prior to the snap. So you see his hand goes down right there. So on a play like this, if you're the headlinesman or the umpire, how you, is this you know, nothing or should we let it go because no advantage gain, no, you know, whatever? Mike Billica. You see something like this where that, that guard or that lineman who's in a two-point stance goes down there at the last second. Um, you know, is it, are we going to go false start on that? It's a smooth motion. I don't see him simulating the start of the play. Um, no. Sometimes those, those big guys in the middle will do something with their arm, but as long as it isn't a flinching-type move, I'm not going to flag it or even talk to him. Yeah, it's it's one of those splitting hairs. You know, you you might want to might want to say like I would maybe say something to to the, to the uh, lineman and say, hey, you know, next time you might want to be careful about you you real close to maybe get, getting called a false start just so he knows that he's he's got to stay set. He should just stay in that that two point stance. Robert, you see a play like this. I don't know if we got any comments or questions from the chat, but you see something like this, or maybe people have some comments from the play before. How are you going to handle something like this? You know, I, I'm going to just speak on behalf of the viewers. We have, unfortunately, an ununanimous situation here. Some say it's a false start. Some are saying it's a legal shift. So I think we need to bring more clarity so we're unified on this uh, decision. On this play? On or this a, particular play. On this play. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's interesting that I, I think, you know, if we want to break it down and go split hairs, you, you could say that it's an illegal shift because he was moving down. I don't know if an advantage was gained. Stan, you see a play like this. Do you want this call? If you're the referee of a crew, do you want your umpire or your headlinesman to, to call this? No, probably not. I, and I started my career as an umpire. And uh, if I, if I, seeing that the defense is not affected by this and as mike said there was no advantage gain it didn't it didn't um, appear to be a, a sense of a start i would have passed on this so and i'll, I'll finish this up with uh, with bill bill you got a lineman you know who obviously for whatever reason either forgot that he was supposed to be in a three-point was in a two-point last second goes to that three-point right before the snap i mean you can make the argument that he was moving forward. I don't. I mean, you know, looking at the play, I don't know if it would have been a legal shift. I don't know if other people were moving. There might have been a guy in motion. But how are how are you going to handle something like this? Well, if it was the other way around, he had his hand down. Now, he, obviously, he's totally restricted. And you know, he he if he picks up from there and he picks up early, he definitely got a false start. So I want to. I'd say it's going to depend how obvious it is and what the reaction by the defense is. I mean, we've all had these little movements by by guards or tackles, and and nobody on the defense even budges. They didn't even notice it. 
and we let, let, tend to let them go. Yet when we see that same type of movement and there's reaction by the defense, you're in a spot because obviously it's obvious now. So this one here, I think, gives you a little flexibility that you can pass on it because there wasn't any reaction uh, by, by the other team. So I want to go back to the play. I want to go wide on it one more time, and then I'm going to throw it over to Robert. If you, if you see, there is nobody in motion. So the quarterback goes back. He's in, he's in shotgun, and then he goes down. I don't think we can call an illegal shift on this. If you want to go, this is either going to be a false start or you're going to have to go legal motion because he was going forward. You don't have two people moving. Everybody was set for a second. You don't have two people moving prior to the snap or, you know, people weren't set for a second. So I don't know if, if illegal shift, if you want to have a foul on this, is the, is the proper call. I would think false start is probably your best call if you were going to call this. I kind of agree that I, if, if I can finagle it and pass on it, I'm most likely going to. But Robert, we're going to throw it over to you, Robert. Yes, we're starting to align together. Most of us now are coming to the conclusion that uh, we don't want a, a clock killer here in this situation. But we, I do want to throw it back to Bill because inevitably the uh, offended coach may chirp into the wing's ear and state that that was a false start. So, Bill, using your great uh, dialogue, how would you communicate back to that coach if he were the wing? I didn't see it, Coach. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Coach, if that's what he did, we missed it. We'll bear down on it. You know? I'm not going to admit to the coach that we let a false start go, okay? So it's going to be uh, – I missed it, Coach. I apologize. But if that's what happened, we missed it. So – we missed it, Coach. I, I, like I said, I think a lot of times we, we want to try to not throw penalties if we can get away with it. I mean, we, we're there to, if we, we see an infraction, and we have to enforce it. I personally think if you truly believe out there that this is a false start, that this is a foul, go with false start. I don't think you're going to go with an illegal shift. I don't think you're going to go with a legal motion. Call it a false start. Say that the, that the lineman uh, simulated action at the snap, so it's creating, which creates the false start. I, I, don't, I don't think you want to go – uh, a live ball foul on this if you're going to go with a foul but I think most of the panel here we all kind of agree that if we can pass on it we're going to pass on it we want to see a little bit more abrupt movement or something else a reaction from the defense or something like that to really make it jump out and say yeah that is a foul and don't tell the coach we we missed a false start because that's always not not a good thing to say so we're going to transition now into our game management section so our game management section tonight is going to feature Mike Bilica, and I'm glad that Mike has uh, joined us. I'm going to tell everybody to start off. Mike was really nice to share this, some of these film, the, the, these film clips with us. Um, there's some stuff that's going to happen. We're going to get better tonight after watching these videos and having the discussion that we're going to have. So let's try to, let's try to keep it constructive. Everyone's going to have thoughts when they see what happens and how they would have handled it. We can always be a Monday morning quarterback and sit back and say, oh, this is how I would have done it. You know, there are some things that are going to happen. And we're going to let Mike talk because Mike was on the, on, these, on the game. So he has a, a different perspective than maybe some of us do watching this uh, second or third hand. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. Um, I think we are going to learn from this. And uh, I, I look forward to the discussion. So there's a, there's a series of plays here. And we're going to walk through, and I'm going to have some questions as we move through. Uh, some of them, there's a penalty enforcement thing in here as well that we're going to talk about. Uh, there's just some, some things that have to do with game management, and in the end, you'll see why. So I want to go, with, I want to, go to the first play. And our first play is you're going to see a play, you're going to see the, it's kind of a swing pass, uh, or, you know, to, to the left. And you're going to see the, the player that's circled commits a block. Now the umpire has this as a illegal blindside block. So the umpire, and now there's a discussion. There's a discussion with the entire crew. And obviously, you know, we can go back and look at the block in a second, but there's some discussion as to whether this really rose to the level of being an illegal blindside block. As you can see, the discussion then elicits that we're going to pick up the flag. Now the coach who would have benefited from this call 
is not very happy. And you're, you're seeing the discussion that he's having with the referee about it. Now, this discussion lasted about two to three, four minutes. We obviously are cutting it off because we don't need to watch this for, for that long. So this discussion went on for a long period of time. So we can break this down and look at it from, from three different aspects. The first aspect, we can discuss the call. We can, we can go back and look and decide, was this truly an, a, an illegal blindside block and should the, the foul have stood instead of be pick, picked up? The second is, if it's now decided that through the crew discussion that we are gonna pick this flag up, what's the next step? How do we move to the third step to explain to the, the team that was offended that it's now not offended and move on and move on in, in a timely manner. So I want to go back to the play. We'll, we'll show the block one more time. And so that way we can start out with that, that point of it. So the first question is, you can see the players circled and you can see the contact. Is this enough forcible contact to be an illegal blindside block? So our umpire was looking at it. Obviously we have a, a wing to that side line judge who's also looking at, you probably have a back judge looking over the top since this is a point of attack block. There are multiple eyes on this block. So first off, I'm going to, to kind of give us a perspective into what the discussion was going on in the, in the huddle. I'm going to throw it to Mike. And Mike, can you elaborate as to how this discussion went and how we went from having an illegal, potentially illegal blindside block to picking it up? And we'll get to the rest of, the, of it in a second, and then we'll see what people think about the block itself. So just give us a little insight as to how the conversation went. Sure. Um, well, what happened was the uh, cover, the calling official was the one that I approached first and the back judge and line judge immediately hustled in. Um, the back judge and line judge both had a very different opinion from the umpire and the umpire immediately took a back seat um, on the conversation. So um, the back judge had it as what he what he quoted as a legit block. And um, the line judge said that it wasn't forcible. And uh, of course, I hadn't seen the block at all. I turned to the umpire who said, well, if that's what they want to call it, then I guess we're going to wave it off. And essentially, that's what happened. So we waved it off. Um, and uh, that's when the headlinesman who you saw sauntering over said, you better go talk to the coach because he's not going to like this. OK, so we'll get to, the, we'll get to that discussion in a second. Um, Bill, you see a block like this, you know, and they put that blindside block in high school a couple years ago. Obviously, it's, added, it's been added to the college level as well. If you see something like that, do you want that call, like a forcible contact? I see it as a blindside block. I see it as forcible contact. Uh, he came from the opposite side. He was not in the field of vision. Uh, I have blindside block. Uh, I guess what I, I'm curious on is, again, you know, hindsight sitting here watching the video. When it happened on to Mike, after watching it, is your umpire sorry he picked this flag up? Are the wing and the back judge confident that uh, their pickup was good or wishing they, they, they don't understand why they didn't see it? I mean, that's where the learning point comes in for the crew. And we've got, this is, this is what's so neat about this. Well, maybe not neat as, as neat for Mike, but, but from the standpoint is when you have the person who was there here to discuss it, that gives us insight that we should all sit here and say, been there, done that. It's happened, it's happened to all of us. And if it hasn't happened to you, then you're either naive or, or you're kidding yourself. Um, so th this is a unique opportunity here because of the insights that we can get from why it was called and what they even think about it after the fact. So I'm curious about that part of it, Mike. A after seeing it, a three official, what are they? What's their view on it now? So, so I, we're going to go back to we'll throw it back to Mike here. Um, we got an echo coming somewhere. I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So if you guys have your volumes up, turn your volumes down a little bit out there and. Uh, uh, but uh, the uh, so we're going to go to Mike. Mike, you know you heard you heard Bill. You know what was this discussed amongst the crew afterwards? And did they see the video? I know you guys are put together. You're not a crew. You know that is all together when you know or, or works the season together. 
Right. Yeah. No, this is a Thanksgiving game and and in a Thanksgiving Day game, which in the Northeast, it's every single high school plays at more or less the same time. And, uh, you know, then the playoffs start immediately afterwards. So these are two teams that were out of the playoffs. And since everyone plays at the same time, officials are called in to officiate that don't do varsity regularly. So in this crew, we had um, probably two, like, regular varsity officials. We had myself, who repped three high school games all year because I was busy with my college schedule. Um, so this wasn't a crew that was typically doing pregame and, you know, typically going through, you know, going through the motions. I wonder who, where the echo is. This is distracting. I'm sorry. Um, but in any case, so after the game was over, you'll see later that everyone had such an ugly feeling about it. Nobody wanted to even see the video from the game. Um, I tried to approach the umpire with it just to kind of give him affirmation that he was correct and to give him a little more confidence, but he wanted no part of any film from the game at all. Um, they just wanted to close the book on the game and move on. So, uh, Bill, Stan, and Mike, make sure you guys' volume are down because we're getting your volume coming back at us. So you probably know you want to hear me and hear everybody, but make sure your volume is down because we're picking up. Your volume is going back into the microphone. So you might even want to put a headphone on if you're having some issues because we're, we're getting a, a little bit of feedback. So, um, so just be careful of your volume level. But I, I understand what you were saying, Mike. I'm going to throw things over to Robert real quick because I know that you know about the block. You know, Bill said that this is a uh, he has this as a blindside block. I'm, I'm curious what the what the people who are watching have to say. It's 100% unanimous. Everyone has commented saying it's a blindside block. Uh, we did have a, a question, and, and it is a good question, relative to the pregame, was there a, a, a discussion on philosophy of airing on player safety before you took the field? So for, for Mike, I don't know if you heard that, but the, the player safety aspect in a pregame, was that discussed at all? Um, yes, it was. And like I said, because we were kind of a chimera crew, um, I had everybody come into the pregame an hour and 45 minutes before kickoff. Um, we did a really detailed and everyone had an assignment and we went through all the different fouls. And I remember that as a referee, I always finish up the pregame with with penalty reporting. And I made a special point to discuss um, blindside blocks and targeting um, because I knew that these two teams don't like each other. They had it's a rivalry that um, the very first time they played four years ago, they they had a fight during the handshake after the game, and it went downhill from there, I hear. So I knew that something like this could happen, um, so I did bring it up. Okay, so we kind of talked about the, the blindside block. We talked a little bit about the discussion on how to pick it up. The third uh, part of this uh, clip, like I said, I cut off a little bit of it, was the elongated uh, discussion with the head coach on the visiting team. Um, and so, Bill, Bill was, you were a referee, like I said, for many, many years. Everybody knows that. When you've got a play like this, which is obviously controversial in, in, in some aspect because it's going to be picked up, how long are you going to stay over there to deal with a, a head coach? I mean, when, when is enough is enough? When, when do we walk away or when, you know, when do you decide that the line is drawn? Yeah, I mean, you try and give a coach the opportunity to have a say. Um, and depending on how respectful he can keep it will might determine how long or how short of a period of time I'm going to spend there. Um, and then, I mean, if it's getting out of hand and he's going over the line, I want to, I'm, I'm going to let him know we're about done talking, or at least you're, you're about done talking, you know? Uh, but I want to try and respectfully give him his say. Uh, obviously the problem I mean, the player threw the block, but the issue got compounded because of flag pickup. And I'm an advocate of, of flag pickups when, when we need to. Um, but we got to be able to defend it and defend it strongly. And um, so I'm going to tell him why we picked it up. He can disagree with it, but then we're going to move on and try and keep that thing down to, uh, I would hope, I, I don't know if there's a real time you can put on it, but 
Uh, if that took two, over two, three minutes to do, it would have been nice. We could have been in and out of that in a minute or less. No, I think especially with his physical antics as he as he talked. Right, and so you know, Mike. Obviously, I'll let you know because, like Bill said, we've got a perspective here, and I, I just want to get Bill's pers- you know his opinion on. You were there. Why? What took you so long? Why couldn't you break away from this? Well, unfortunately, before I got there, the headlinesman had already had a conversation with him and made a remark to him that actually, according to football rules, you can't pick up a blindside block foul. It wants to, the flag has been thrown. He said some nonsense about how you can't wave it off. So when I got to the sideline, I was kind of getting confronted by a crewmate as well as the coach at the same time. And um, that was a little discombobulating. I, I have to say, I didn't really recognize that it was taking so long until after I, when I watched the video. Um, I really wanted to give the coach, you know, sort of the correct information that no foul is immune to being waved off, um, that we had a discussion and um, that we, you know, we're going to go back and continue the game. But um, yeah, I can, I totally get bill's point i definitely lingered way too long right and i think it it goes without saying whether you are a crew of five and you work together all season or you're put together you're whatever however you do it in your state if you're individually put together you're you're the team out there and and we shouldn't be throwing each other under the bus and and giving you know like mike yeah you should have the opportunity to at least give a good explanation without having interference you know or incorrect information being given by a wing official. So that's just too bad that we had to had to go down that road. So we're, we're building, as you can see, we're kind of building on this. So now we're going to go to the next play. And uh, I want to go wide on this play. Tim. And hang on, I guess, Robert, uh, we're, we can't spend too much time here, but go ahead. I understand we can't spend too much time, but we have a, a great viewer from Hawaii, Matthew Sumstein, and he's been commenting very well and professionally about this situation. And he said, once the head coach begins to behave in a manner that can be viewed by the spectators and uh, he's berating an official. It needs to be ended or flagged, but it, it, is, it needs to be addressed. No, and I so- would. That's a great point. You know, I would, I would agree with that at some point. It's, you either walk away and if he follows you, then, then it, it crosses that line. You know, animation, and it, we did the little clip we did show, yeah, the coach was getting animated. So yeah, at some point, you know, we appreciate Matt watching from Hawaii. You know, Matt was with us last month. Um, and so, yeah, I would think at some point you're going to have to say, we're done, we're done, we're moving on. And then if it continues, you're just going to have to use the tools that are in your belt, which one of them is, is a, uh, a UNS, an unsportsmanlike foul. So going to the next play, though, like I said, we're kind of building on this. So we've got this play here. And this is just, you're not going to see anything on this, but I want to show it. It's because there's a penalty enforcement question here, but you, it's a run. And then, you know, it's a touchdown, and you don't see what's going on on the backside, but you're going to – there is a foul. There was, there was a couple fouls on this play, and you can see after the discussion, the, you'll see what the results are. So, because this is a great penalty for us. So we, so we have a touchdown, but then it looks like we're, we're going to have a personal foul and then against the defense, and then we're also going to have a dead ball on sportsmanlike conduct against the offense. So this is after this play occurred after the one we just saw. So we're kind of building here. Um, But I want to kind of discuss penalty enforcement. This is one of those unique ones. I know we didn't actually see the action. But from a high school standpoint, how do we enforce this penalty? Because it's kind of goofy. Because you've got a, a run for a touchdown. So you've got the scoring team. They were offended. Now, according to the signal, and I'll go to Mike in case I, I got it wrong here later, that was a live ball foul. So you had a live ball personal foul against the defense and the offense scored. But then after that, you had a dead ball unsportsmanlike foul against the offense. So now how do we enforce that penalty? What are the options that are made available to us? So Mike, just for clarification, and we'll come back to it in case we got, we got it wrong, but we had a live ball followed by a dead ball foul on a scoring play, correct? Mm-hmm. So what, are, right. what, what were our enforcement options? So the offense gets to decide first. So they can decide if they want to take their 
the personal foul on the try or they can carry it over to the succeeding kickoff. Um, the defense then can decide with their dead ball foul, um, they get the they they have to they have the same choice. So because it's it's after a score, so they can they can either cancel out that the kickoff foul the kickoff distance, or they can cancel out the try distance, or maybe both will be in for. So right, because forget this, exactly. This right, this is a weird. This is an interesting one because. There are two options available for me, the team, and one can be enforced or they can cancel or they, they don't. This is not, you know, they, they put in high school rules a few years ago that if you have simultaneous dead ball fouls or, or same fouls that occur in dead ball period, you can offset those if, you know, A, B, or whatever it might be. But this isn't that. This is a scoring play where there are, there are options. Robert. You know, you're real good at a lot of this penalty enforcement. So how would you walk through this? I mean, because you have the choice of either the team taking it on the try or taking it on the kickoff or one team taking it on the try, one team taking it on the kickoff. I mean, and then who gets the first choice? If, if the one team says, oh, we'll take it on the try, well, now we want to cancel out theirs on the try, but then it ends up being half the distance and we want one penalty. I mean, this is a goofy one in regards to penalty enforcement based on when the fouls occur. Would you agree? Totally agree with you, Tim. That's why you just have to have a level head uh, during penalty enforcement and always remember to put the dead ball one in your back pocket uh, and deal with the live ball fouls first and then go in that order when you get a decision maker to make that uh, decision on enforcement. Well, and that's, that's great because then you know who goes first. So if we got that live ball foul defense, the offensive team can take it on the try or the kickoff. Then we go back to that dead ball foul and then we go to the defense. And now they've got options as well. So I, I, I didn't want to really, uh, like I said, I wanted to show that, that play, even though we didn't see a lot of the action, because it is important, and it's also setting the tone here as we're kind of building up through our game management. Because now you see you've got a scoring play, and you've got a UNR and a UNS. So you can see that, you know, after the first play, now the second play, you know, te temperatures, and, and the, it's, it's, starting to go, it's starting to go up now. So now, we're going to watch this play. I'm just going to let this play run out. It's going to first start at the line of scrimmage, but then we're going to go downfield a little bit. So we're going to just let this one go. Let's go wide on it. You're going to see it at the, at the line of scrimmage. We just got a pretty much a regular play. Uh, but now we're going to veer to the left here in a matter of moments, and you're going to see you know, things have kind of gotten out of hand. Now, just watch. We got a, a player. Looks like he came in off the bench. We got a couple other players come in. We got coaches running across, we've got, uh, you know, a little bit of a melee, and it, it just kind of continues and, 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 and escalates a little bit. Jeez. And, you, you'll, you know, you let it run out, and you're going to see what's, what's happening. And, and, and now, finally, it looks like some order is being, being restored to a certain extent. And teams are... are are kind of regrouping and but you see a player up there at the top number six he's given you know he's number five as he walks out he's he's telling everybody what he thinks of them you got coaches now out on the field and trying to trying to sort through this but you got a fit you had an official who actually came out of the stands who was actually the timer i believe to try to help um try to help with this try to help separate this and you can see finally things are are uh, are have calmed down and now the officials get together and this is what is decided. There's a little bit of a discussion. Uh, we got a lot of uh, personal fouls here uh, on, on both, both teams, obviously. And, and then we're going to obviously have a disqualification. So this is where we're at on, on that. Um, now this is one of those where I was talking about earlier from a penalty enforcement issue. I, these are all going to wipe because ultimately they all happen at the same time, especially if you have equal numbers. They're gonna, they are going to wipe under the, the change in the code in high school a few years ago because um, they were all dead ball fouls. Um, but now where, where do you go? How do you move on from this? And who is, who is assessed what? Who is disqualified? Is the two players that have, have, uh, were in the fight disqualified? Was number 51 disqualified? Who saw that? Who saw players come off the bench? How many players came off the bench? These are all questions when we get into this situation, which obviously we want to avoid. Um, we have to you know, answer. So I'm going to start out with Bill on this one. Now, Bill, you're involved in a game. You know, hypothetically, you're in a game like this, and, and this happens. 
what are you thinking? Whether you're the referee or any other official on the field, how is your thought process going as we're going to move on from this? Well, we're not going to take any prisoners um, at that point. And um, the, uh, the ejections are appropriate. Um, also, one of those things that um, uh, I, I get to the coaches and I have a conversation with the coaches, too, about, the, about it being their responsibility to talk to their players and get this stuff ended. Um, I even at one time uh, in a game where we had some uh, shenanigans like this, I brought the captains out. And I had the captains again. I didn't have them shake hands this time, but I brought the captains out and I asked them if they understood the difference between a lecture and a discussion. And they looked at me like, what? And I said, well, in a discussion, you get to participate. In a lecture, you shut your mouth, you open your ears, and you do what you're told. This is a lecture. And I proceeded to tell them that as captains, that if I had one more disqualification situation, that meant they weren't doing their job as a captain. And that um, they, I pointed to the first captain and said, number 10, you'll be ejected with the person who, who gets tossed because you're not doing your job. And I looked at the captain from the other team and said, number seven, do you understand if I have an ejection on your team, you go with that player because you're not doing your job as a captain. So when I got through with the three captains from each team, I sent them, I said, now you have three minutes to go give your teams a lecture. And when you come back, I expect you to play football. So, you know, it, everything doesn't work every time. But at that particular time, then um, it was amazing how that the captains really did, did a job at getting the players uh, a little bit under control. But um, you just got to you just got to lay the law down. Talk. It's, it isn't a matter of talking to the coaches. Tell the coaches what's going to happen. Tell the coaches they need to control their players and uh, do the same with the captains. So, Stan, you're a referee. You were an umpire before that. You have. How would you handle a situation like this if it was your crew and you know you've escalated? You know, like you're seeing what's going on. We're, we're, you know, this is a rival game. They don't like each other. It's well known. Uh, I'll share some of the mics there. There was some social media stuff that happened before the game. You're walking into this, this firebomb. So, and now it's, it's actually coming to fruition in regards to, um, now we're there. So how, how do you walk through this? Uh, tough one, tough situation because, um, we can plan as, as best we can, but we can't control the actions of the kids. Um, you know, the, the adults, uh, probably handled it as well as they could. We like, you know, the coaching's coming on trying to do it, but we cannot control the kids. And when we see that, we've got to back away and try to get as many numbers as we can. Um, but with such a, it had melee in one section, it had melee in the middle, had melee on the other side. Uh, Mike, I don't know how you and your crew could keep up with with anything really that was going on with it. Um, but that is something we have to talk about all the time, and especially going in, in pregame. If we know it's a rivalry game and we talk about these games, especially when there's no playoff implications on the line, uh, that it sometimes opens up the kids to feel like, well, I can just be, you know what, especially if they're a senior because they don't feel like they've got anything to lose. And we say this is some of the harder games to call. And it's a shame that you had less experienced officials in your crew uh, joining you for something like that. But um, uh, it is a, a real challenge. Um, hopefully, you can mitigate some of it in the pregame with captains. And if you hear and if you start seeing it brew during the game, uh, I, I have called team captains together before and during the game and say. You know, you guys are better than this, and and we need to we need to play football and concentrate on that. But once it happens, the emotions are are high. It's tough, and I wish we had the answers. Um, but uh, you just got to try to manage as best you can and get it calmed down. And hopefully, coaches will help you. And then I think Mike probably did as best as he could. He got he got two on one team and two on another team, and you know we sort of split split it and. 
then we move on. So I'm going to, I am going to talk, talk to Mike here uh, and then we'll go to Robert. Cause I'm sure there's a lot, there's a lot of chatter going on about this. So I'd like to hear what's, what the uh, audience has to say. Um, you know, Mike, obviously you're in the middle of this. This now has erupted. You, you are handling it to the best of your ability. I just do have a, a, a couple questions. Well, first, can you just take us through how that went in the discussion? But was there any discussion about players who came off the bench or, or this or that? So go ahead. How, how did that go? I think you're muted, Mike. Well, we, Mike, I think you're muted. I don't know. We, we can't hear you. So. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, good. Sorry. My line judge had stepped out, and before he could restrain the sideline, he saw, I believe, number 51 run right past him, and so we got that guy. Um, but unfortunately, because he was focused on the scrum in front of him, um, he didn't notice that another three or four players sort of crept up behind him. And by that point, we couldn't tell who was allowed to be on the field and who wasn't. Um, as as far as who had run the who had run the offensive play and who was on defense, and it wasn't until after in video that I saw that only the home sideline had left their bench area. Um, but in any case, the uh, the players that we disqualified were players that we had definite knowledge they had committed a fighting offense during the during the scrum. Um, one player ripped a helmet off of another player and threw it twenty yards down the field, so that. He was gone. We had the two combatants, and we had the player who joined from the sideline, and uh, that's how we ended up um, figuring out which was which. Um, both coaches had come to try to handle the situation, and since they were next to each other, I followed up um, the uh, discussion with the officials by having a conversation with both coaches, and then we proceeded to talk to the captains on both teams um, and the coaches. Um, we all sort of made a promise that we should be able to finish the game, but there was definitely a concern at that moment that maybe we should just cancel the game at this point. But it was the third quarter and we decided to play the rest of the game. So order was restored. You did, but like you said, you did the best you could based off of what the melee and, and that you walked it through. And that's what we, in a situation like that, we want somebody to, you know, not everybody run to the pile. Everybody, you know, we have to have people kind of taking down numbers, kind of like Stan was saying. So that was good. You came up with what you could, and you, you did the best that, that at that particular moment of what with the information that was presented to you. Now, Robert, I know, I'm sure there's probably been a lot of questions, a lot of chatter. Uh, people probably have opinions on this. I'm, I'm dying to hear this, Robert. What, what do we got? There's certainly a lot of comments, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion and comments relative to the process of taking down numbers and and gathering which players really uh, need to be disqualified and such, but we need to be mindful and, and recognize when there's smoke in our game and deal with it because you don't want it to get to a fire. Um, there's some comments, very impressed with that uh, timer coming down from the press box onto the field to attempt to help. That's the kind of uh, urgency that is required. As an official on the field, you feel the heat, you manage it. You need to get involved. You need to demonstrate authority. And these are 17-year-old players that should recognize that uh, authority from you. So you don't want this to happen on your watch. No one does. It happens. Uh, I, I know what happened to me in one game back in the 90s. Tim, I think it happened to you. I'm sure Bill can speak to examples, etc. But one thing that uh, we need to be mindful of is when we feel that pressure and, and that type of confrontation, you got to deal with it. Otherwise, it explodes like what we have seen here uh, through these videos. But a lot of comments are saying, taking down numbers, you know what? Let's get better than that. Let's get to the point where we're managing it before we have to get to the point of trying to identify num players' numbers. Yeah, and I guess that, that's where we want to be. We want to try to be at uh, the, the preventative stage and not the let's get the fire hose and try to put the fire out stage, as, as Robert was saying. And that's our goal. And so, but sometimes like Robert even mentioned, we, we do what we can and then it still erupts. So we're going to take this to the final, the final chapter, the, the total crescendo. We got the final, the final play that we're going to go through. So we'll go wide on, we'll go wide on this play. And once again, this is just kind of a normal play. Um, and there's just a little bit of extracurricular stuff at the end. And, you know, obviously Mike referees right on it. And then, you know, the things have boiled over and now, it just continues, and now it's it's another 
melee. Now everybody's coming on. You got the entire bench on the one side. Looks like the other bench is coming. Um, it's hard to tell, um, but you've got pre pretty much a melee and an all-out fight here. And and players are coming from all over the place. And I, I believe this is in the, uh, in the fourth quarter, but we'll we'll get to Mike and. And this is one of those times where, as, as an official, this is our worst nightmare. This is something that we, we just don't want to have happen on a game. And it, it's, but it happens. You know, and, and like I said, like I prefaced this at the beginning of the, that we're lucky to have Mike here just to discuss because this doesn't happen to us all the time. And the fact that we're talking about it right now may give us that little insight to stay on top of it if it starts to go this way, um, so that way it doesn't elevate to a full-out uh, fight or brawl. So they're discussing it, and ultimately what ended up happening is the game was, was, was uh, not continued. The game had ended at that particular point. So you can see we kind of built up to that, and we had that first little melee, and then we had the second brawl, all-out brawl. And the officials were involved in that. And then the first thing I want to say, um, if this happens... Maintain your personal safety. You can try to get in there and, and, and do the one or two, but once players and it becomes a melee, you have to go home to your families. You have a job you, that you have to go to. You need to leave that uh, field intact. Stay out of it. I mean, high school kids, I mean, we like to think we're, we're, you know, we're big and brawn and we can get in there and break it up. At some point, you have to walk away from this and then just let the coaches, let the police, let somebody else deal with this. Your safety is the most important. So you never want it to get to this point, but if it does, then we need to maintain our safety. So obviously there were a lot that happened here and the game was suspended. So I'm going to go to Mike because like I said, Mike was on this game. Mike, walk us through. Now we're at this point. How do we end up calling a game? Um, well, it, I really had no doubt that I was going to be calling the game. Um, what I wanted to make sure was that my officials that had ran, run past me into the fray were safely out of the fray and that the coach who was already not controlling his players, but it was instead in my ear that I was dealing with that, that situation as well. Um, you know, I, I basically wanted to get the crew off the field as best as I could. Um, I did announce to the crowd, to the press box, that the game was over. Um, but after that, um, you know, after all that had happened during the game, um, the uh, coaches for both teams, um, it took them a long time to settle things down. We couldn't even open a pass for the officials to leave the field for probably 10 minutes. Um, we were stuck there. There were only 90 seconds left in the game. The home team had just taken a two-touchdown lead. Um, the visiting team um, had lost yardage on three consecutive plays, um, so they were in a they were deep in the hole. They lost yards again on a play, and then the running back picked the football up and and slammed it into the head of a of a defender. And um, you know, I mean, you know, that was my first flag, and I, I don't, I really don't know what you know, what we could have done, but the AD did take, take the time to talk to me and tell me that I don't, I should never be involved in any youth event ever again. And that somehow the officials were responsible for the melee and for all the ruckus that had happened during the game. So it was a, it was definitely a tough one for us. And then of course the, the people in the home team forgot to let us into the locker room. Um, so we were stuck in the parking lot, just outside the locker room for another 15 minutes while the crowd you know, walked past. So it was a very difficult, difficult situation to say the least. So something I apologize that I forgot to do, and I'm going to have Alex do it right now. I mean, obviously people have the text number from, from the other meetings and I do apologize. Let's throw the text number up. So if you have any questions that you're like, Hey, we don't have the text number. I mean, obviously we have the chat, but there's the text number. So if you, if you're out there watching and any, you have any questions or comments on anything that we just talked about, go ahead and, and text us there, 844-437-4345. I love it when a game administrator, you know, comes in and then blames the officials on, on stuff when obviously it, it looks like there was, 
there wasn't much that could be done. I mean, you can like like I said earlier, you can play that Monday morning quarterback. You can come in and say, oh yeah, this is what I would have done. This is what I do have one thing though. I, this is just something that that it's I don't know if it's a pet peeve of mine or or what it is. And, and Mike, I'll, I'll I'll bring you bring you back in. I just kind of want to get your your thought on this. Why throw your hat? Everybody knows that you got. Just leave your hat on. You don't need to throw your hat. You got a flag. You got this. Leave your hat on. Who cares? I mean, you did that twice. I'm like, someone's got to step on your hat. You got to buy. Not only did you have to end the game, you might have to buy a new hat. Leave your hat on. <laughs> Bill. Well, first Bill. of all, I've got, I've got a closet full of white hats. Um, Bill. Um, you, you saw this, and, and, and I know you've had lots of experience. We've said you, you come to this point, and I don't know if this has ever happened, if that's ever happened to you in your career where you've actually had to suspend a game or call a game. I mean, how, what, the experience that you've had, how would you go about something like this? Oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, my computer wasn't working, or I was sleeping one of the two. <laughs> Mike, I'll tell you something. We've had these things happen in our careers. You got two choices. You can cave in from it or you can bounce back from it. And I know you're bouncing back. Um, and hopefully this discussion here uh, helps that road to, to, uh, to recovery or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think you did probably at the moment, you, you've done, you did everything in your power that you could uh, to do it. The, the burden falls not on you on here. It, falls on the coaches, the athletic director, and the schools there. I hope the schools, after the fact, you know, they're not going to reach out and offer you an apology, but I hope that internally they had their discussions with their coaches and said this is not going to happen again. This is a reflection on, on our school and you, Coach. And uh, to me, those would be the things. When I, w when I was the school principal, um, I told the coaches, you know, if it was basketball – Okay, I understand the technical foul in that, but you you go overboard and you do some things here that that uh, uh, if a kid did it, you'd be sending them to the office for a possible suspension. Uh, I expect a much higher level of behavior and uh, professionalism from the adults. So I hope the schools did something in that regard. But um, you know, lesson for anybody if you haven't had one of these lesson. Um, you know, easy to say in hindsight, maybe the first brawl should have, could have ended the game, you know. Um, and then the criticism would have been, oh, come on, you know, you, don't you think you pulled the trigger a little quick there? Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I think in hindsight, uh, if you knew what was going to happen, uh, it would have been tougher consequences right from the beginning. So easy, easy to look again from, from here. But uh, at the same time, um, just it's it's for you guys to self-analyze and say what would you do the same, what would you do different. And I think that's really you know that's why we we're here talking about this. So that way we can go through the mental process now uh, in June or in May, you know, in the summer, and then when we're in the fall, if this if we're playing, then we're able to uh, to go about it. So we're gonna finish. Finish things up, but I know I'm going to throw it over to Robert because I know there's been a lot of chatter on this, and I'm sure Robert's got a lot. There has been a lot of chatter, and thank you, viewers, for commenting and sharing your viewpoints. It's been excellent in all sincerity. Mike, specifically, thank you for sharing these videos that we're all learning from. I must compliment our gentleman from Hawaii, uh, Matthew. Again, he brought up a point really early on. He didn't see all the videos. He saw that first blindside block, and Mike admitted that the wing official had given him incorrect information, and that's why it was picked up. And at that time, Mike or uh, Matt from Hawaii suggested that may be an opportunity to switch wings. And what a thought that is um, uh, for, for our, our crew to recognize, hey, do we have a situation here where we can try to neutralize this confrontation that's developing and possibly switch wings to get that wing who may be viewed as a homer uh, over to the other sideline. Uh, I thought Matthew made a great point on that. And uh, I don't know, I just try to gravitate to something that we can learn from to build off of this uh, experience. So yeah, uh, any other comment? I know I appreciate Matt from Hawaii uh, checking in again. You know, Matt's a great guy. Check out his YouTube channel. He's got tons of videos. Uh, Matt's been doing this a long time and appreciate him uh, you know, giving us some insight 
Any other, just uh, pretty much that just kind of sums everything up? That, uh, any other last-minute questions that came in? Uh, no, there are a lot of comments. Uh, there was a former school administrator that said once it got towards the end, there's, there's nothing you can do at that point. Stand back, just observe, and make note. But, and that's, a, that's another great comment because we tend to try to want to still ingrain ourselves into the situation, but at some point you just got to recognize it and say it's, it's out of hand and it's, we're shutting it down. Okay, well, we're going to uh, we're going to call it a night. But I, before we do that, we got our play of the uh, month for this month. But I want to give Mike. I mean, once again, I want to thank Mike Billica for sending us and being up here and talking about this because we never, you know, want to be in this position. And the fact that Mike has shared this with us, shared it with everybody out there, so we can learn and get better. I want to thank Mike personally for for doing that. And Mike, I'm going to let you sum this up for everybody and just kind of finish this off and, and, and how you felt and, and how you move forward. Well, you know, I have to say it, it gave me some pause and it made me um, sort of reflect on why I officiate football and what am I doing it for sort of, you know, what's my passion for the game? Is it still there? And, and I found after giving myself some time, luckily it was the last game of the season. So I had months to reflect. Um, you know, my passion is still there. I'm able to reflect on this, that it's just a bad night, a bad situation, and uh, a learning experience for sure. But um, enthusiasm is still there. And uh, thanks very much for all the feedback. I really did learn a lot tonight. All right, Mike, appreciate it. So guess what? Now we're going to go to – now it's time for our play of the month. Play of the week, we call it normally during the season, but we call it play of the month now. This is the play of the month for the month of May. Let's go wide on the let's go wide on the film. We're going to go to it right now. This is a fun one. This is a penalty enforcement question. We haven't done penalty enforcement in a while. So this is uh, one of Bill Lamagne's favorites. Let me tell you. So we got just a regular play here. We got a flag on the play. Looks like we got a holding, and so there it is. So now I'm going to run it back again. He just got there's a there's a holding that's going to be called a flag. There it is. So here is here is your options. Okay, so. For the play of the month, if this penalty is accepted, this holding penalty is accepted, is it enforced from A, the line of scrimmage, which was the A49, the spot of the foul, which is the A38 approximately, or the end of the run, which is the A28? So one of these three is correct if this penalty is accepted. It may be declined, but we're gonna just say it's accepted, so that way we can have a good penalty enforcement question. Those are your three choices. It'll be on Twitter, at Officially Speak. So go and uh, we'll get it up. It should be up hopefully by the end of the, tonight or, or early in, in the morning in order for you to give us your answer. And I'm hoping for 100% on this one. But, you know, it's a great to kind of get our brains thinking about penalty enforcement. That's, uh, that's where we're at on, on this. So I want to thank everybody who watched, who participated in the chat. Uh, let's throw it out to Stan. Stan, thank you uh, for being here, and I appreciate it. And stay safe, my friend, and, and hopefully you get some football down in Alabama. Will do. Thanks, Tim. And, and Mike, uh, hey, we're there for you, buddy. And uh, uh, I know you did the best you did, and, and you, you did it with professionalism. And uh, it's, it's not fun, but I feel for you, and I support everything you do. Well, thanks, Stan, for that. Uh, I'll throw it to Mike. Mike, thank you for being here once again and sharing. Uh, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, too. It's always great to get feedback. Thanks Perfect. so much for your support. Uh, Bill, Bill Lamagne, as always, thank you for taking some time and joining us tonight. Yeah, I mean, and I'd leave it this way. I know you're going to, you and the crew are going to bounce back, and I just put it to you this simply. If I got a spot on my crew, I want Mike Billica working on it. So you're welcome. If we, if I was still on the field and had the crew going, you'd be welcome on that crew any day of the week, Michael. Well, there you go. You got the best in the business that want you. We'll pull them back on the field. We're going to pull them back. We're going to bring them out of retirement. Uh, Robert Yabara, I want to thank you for monitoring the chat. And uh, any last comments or anything like that? No, everyone is thanking Mike for sharing. And he opened up his heart. We all learned something tonight. We're going to become better as a result of this. And uh, I applaud Mike for uh, being humble and gracious enough to share this game footage with us. Thank you, Mike. And so do I. We're a community here. That's what we're doing. And part of our community is the guy who was running the board. He did awesome tonight. I threw a bunch of new stuff at him. He had to deal with audio issues. 
all night. He's been, he's been on it. Alex, I mean, he just nailed it tonight. So we got to thank Alex over there for doing everything, that make, for making this broadcast possible. To, you know, so what, we're not a Zoom meeting. We're not like 50 people talking at once with the lawnmower in the background and the babies crying and the dog barking. That's thanks to Alex. So Alex, we appreciate all the work that he, he has done tonight. So I'm Tim Kiefer from imnotbtonline.com. Hey, go like us, please. Like us on Facebook. Go follow us on all the social media stuff. I appreciate everybody having uh, the opportunity to, to join us. And we look forward to seeing you either at our basketball clinics, at our basketball meetings, at our football clinic, or our next meeting, which will be next month for football as well in June. So have a great night, everybody. Like I said, for MIBTOnline.com, I'm Tim Kiefer. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the MIBTOnline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTOnline.com. We'll catch you next time.